When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What a crazy game that we just went through. I think, uh, well, first let's start off with, uh, how are you, Ashley? How are you doing today or tonight? Well, here's, I'm, uh, I'm good personally, you know, I'm okay. It's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot to discuss, a lot of things to discuss. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I actually had a nice, uh, nice weekend. I thought today was going to be a dub, but uh, I think I've mentally been preparing for this moment. I didn't know when it was going to come. Um, but I told here. you in Austin, <laughs> y'all were way too confident on Friday. I was like, <laughs> I was confident. I was confident. But uh, like I said, just been preparing mentally for this, uh, this moment, knowing that it would come. I didn't think it was coming today, but here we are. Uh, just an insane game i i guess like, well, let's maybe start off from the beginning and uh obviously the lineups were different than we thought they were going to be right yeah i mean uh you know we have oh by the way i saw a comment in our last youtube video that i say you know too much um and you know what they're again they're 100 percent right i do and so i'm gonna work on it but if i say it then it is what it is so yeah with the lineup Obviously, as of yesterday, we we learned that Messi was not going to play and that he was not going to travel. And um, I think it's the right decision. I think it was the right decision. Um, I Yeah, I agree with this comment. It's what I was going to say. I think that Inter-Miami, and I saw a couple of tweets about it, they didn't need they, – they felt that they didn't need to win this game or that they were not going to risk it all for this game. Uh, because it's on turf, it's in a hostile environment, it's so close to being after the international break. And our first results were so strong, like over the last few league games that, like we said, there is still a good part of this that it's in our destiny, right? I mean, we we yeah. can't keep losing, we have to obviously continue to win. But on a game like this, you know, I'm glad Busquets was fine and didn't get hurt, but he was not running as hard as he normally could. A lot of the players weren't because they were scared of getting hurt. I mean, you know, I think it's it was partially fatigue or it was a huge part of it was fatigue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that nobody played at 100%, minus maybe like Campana. I think Farias played stunning. Um, yeah, so so with the lineup, we saw Noah Allen instead of Alba. I didn't, I didn't necessarily think Alba wasn't going to play, but, you know, in this kind of, situation I guess I'm glad he did it and then Messi for Robert Taylor um yeah from the get-go of the game you know that was this great goal by Campana but then at the end 
uh, or not at the end, but then, you know, moving forward. And we're going to obviously talk a lot about this. Things got out of hand really quick. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that that's probably why we were kind of, at, at least when we were first talking about lineups in the pregame that we did, we were thinking that Messi was going to be playing. And I think that that's kind of what made us more confident about and Alba. And, and Alba, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of changes that we weren't expecting. We didn't expect Alba and Messi on top of that to to be out. So we were very confident. And those are things that change by the minute. We've seen that those decisions sometimes don't get made until maybe a couple hours before the game, depending on how the players are feeling. So obviously Messi didn't play and if Alba didn't play. That made a big difference for us. But I just think it was an overall bad game. For the team at the beginning we had talked about the the, the game kind of being an, an an open game you know both sides and that's kind of how it started i think it started off kind of an open-ended game uh i think that at the beginning atlanta got a few more i mean not so dangerous but they were kind of i think creating more opportunities than yeah. inter but still it was a it was a back and forth game it was nothing nothing too crazy and then we get that first goal by Campana, which was an incredible goal, incredible yeah, goal, exactly. which I, I mean, the rebound that that shot that that came off of that shot by Arroyo, man, if that would have gone in, that went in because I think yeah. Arroyo deserved it. It was a, it was a great strike. Yeah, that was an insane strike. Like if that would have gone in, I would have ran across my entire house with no shirt on. Like that would have been insane. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> And then when Campana gets it, I mean, the finesse, yeah. the finesse to stop it with the chest and then flick it so elegantly over the defender and then just absolutely rip it. Yeah. Man, that was such a beautiful goal. And when that happened, that's when I, I felt like, okay, we're good. Like, we are fine. And then after that, just a bunch of stuff happened. Oh, hell breaks loose. That, yeah, after that, a bunch of stuff happened. Within eight minutes, it was like the worst moment that we've had, I think, for Inter-Miami since Messi arrived. At, at least those eight those eight minutes were just terrible. And I think that those eight minutes all stem from one play, right? Yeah. So in my opinion, I want to preface what I'm about to say with the fact that I think our team severely underperformed today. I think that maybe whether it was the fatigue, especially of our defenders, it was, you know, tired legs, the game plan, maybe the uh, tactically wasn't exactly what we needed to cook up, but we didn't deserve to win this game. However, mm -hmm. with that being said, I think that those were two such terrible refereeing and VAR decisions, not because maybe they were wrong, but because what is the point of VAR? The point yeah. of VAR, in my opinion, is to try and fix errors that are happening in real time because the game is very fast. You know, the ball can be a centimeter on the line or off the line. Um, you can see a player being a centimeter offsides or onside, et cetera. That's the point of VAR. It's, it's to make sure that when the on-field referees call something that we have the opportunity to check it. The fact that there was no goal line camera angle where it was a direct perpendicular 90 degree or whatever, 180 degree angle that it was looking for the line of the goal 
which feels to me like a somewhat obvious thing to be tracking in soccer, um, was was horrendous. And that decision, um, Drake Callender did exactly what he was supposed to do. When it, the ball was on the line, he he hits it out. And the fact that it was not even checked on the monitor is was a problem to me because you know, it's those things shouldn't happen. And yeah, maybe the MLS doesn't have goal line technology, uh, but it does have cameras and cameras should be set up for a way that you can see these issues and be able to come up with the best possible conclusion to fix human error, right? That's literally yeah. the point, to fix human error. And then the second goal, which I know we're going to kind of go through the game, but... Yeah, can off- I comment on, on what you just said about yeah. uh, on on um, this, this first or the first goal for Atlanta? So they were so quick to call that a goal. Yeah. Thinking, I guess, let's call it a goal and then let's just see. We can what, have the camera. Can see a re- yeah. Right we can yeah, vindicate whether it was a right, right call or a wrong call. But if you don't have that technology, you don't make that call. You Because it, it wasn't it wasn't a it clear was not cut. Clear and obvious. It was yeah. not clear and obvious. You let, you don't call the goal and you see afterward i mean or it's not a goal rather but you can't call it and then expect there to be technology that doesn't exist at that moment to vindicate your call and i think that that was very deflating for inter miami and it just totally changed the flow of the game from from then on um because after that i think that was at minute 30 something let's see it was at minute 36 um was it? Yeah. Minute 36. There was a Miyombo header, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Wh- I mean, which... look, they're, they're professionals. And so yeah. mistakes happen and, and you sometimes don't get the benefit of the doubt. And you're supposed to continue to play at a high level and move on. And they didn't do that. Yeah. However, that was one of two instances where why do we have VAR and why do we have video monitors and an on-field monitor for referees to check? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with this comment. Inter Miami didn't deserve to win this game. However, the game, you know, it's supposed to be played fairly, and that's that's literally the point of VAR. I think sometimes it can get too close with VAR where they change things because they've looked at it for so long, uh, and that takes away kind of the beauty and the point of the game. But these were two instances where there are rules, and we're going to talk about the second one, but there are rules and there are reasons why okay in the split second the referee decided to give it a goal is it clear and obvious that it was a goal uh no and there shouldn't be there should have been an angle to show that maybe it was right like maybe it did go fully off the uh, over the line but we don't know and we're not playing you know this isn't like CONCACAF qualifiers where we have you know infrastructure that can't handle it this is a huge NFL billion dollar stadium and MLS putting all of this money and Apple TV, putting all of this money, whether it's for Messi or whether it's for all these things to be able to, I don't know, see everything. So yeah, it really rubbed me the wrong way that it just wasn't a finite conclusion. And then the the goal number four, that obviously sort of uh, finished off the game, which to me was a clear offsides penalty, clear offsides. Yeah. And so even if it wasn't clear or it could be the quote unquote camera angles, I think in those situations, especially if you don't have off onside offside technology, the referee should go to the monitor and look for himself. That's the point of it. And the VIR did a five second check and was like, no, no, he's onside. If there's even one camera angle that makes it somewhat questionable, 
that's when you're supposed to go and look. So yeah, those two goals, which yeah. completely changed the game in both aspects, I think was a really poor decision from VAR, both of them, because it's, you know, the, only, the on-field referees can only do so much, both really poor decisions by VAR and poor planning by MLS or whatever the rules are that you don't have a, you don't have a goal line camera. Yeah, I thought that was strange with all the with all the camera angles that we've like been able Miami to. Like uh, has a goal line camera. Like when we have yeah. home games, I feel like we see plenty of goals that are from that angle. Yeah, we and we've had, especially with uh, Apple TV now, countless different yeah. camera angles that we've never had before in this league. And just to know that we didn't have that, that that was um, that was tough to see that there was no way to again validate or invalidate that goal. Um, but after that goal. Miami just loses complete composure. Yeah, they uh, they really crumble at that moment. And then I think five minutes later, minute forty one, there's a Miller own goal, which we can talk about the 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 defense and some of the individual guys in this game. But I, I would say that in this specific play, I don't I wouldn't count this against Miller. I think it was more of bad luck for Miller. He's trying yeah. to get the ball out of it. That really goes actually down to Aviles. Which I mean, has put a terrible yeah. pass. He he yeah. he he put a bad pass that ended up getting uh, intercepted and then put right behind him for um, I think yeah. it was for Silva that ended up taking it down the line and ended up being Silva against Avilas. But Silva is much faster than Avilas. He's Avilas plays more of uh, the center back role, obviously. Right. And then he just gets killed on on that corner. And all night long, our center backs were just playing. Terrible passes, really Terrible bad passing. Passes. Terrible passes, really slow. Um, I think I would attribute a little of that to the overall game plan and tactics because, uh, you know, Yedlin has a lot of miles on him, and that's asking a lot of Noah Allen when you have two really strong wingers for a Atlanta and a very fast-paced team that's going to score a goal. And, I mean, yeah, I agree that, the you know, the turf played a role, and I think – like I said in the beginning, our team didn't play. No one except for maybe one or two played at 100% because they were worried about injuries. Like you can tell me whatever you want to tell me. That's my opinion. They they didn't run as fast because they they just they had it in the back of their head or whatever the case may be. They were playing really really slow. And I think it's also being tired, but yeah, I don't that wasn't Kamal Miller's fault. There's a lot of other things in the game that I think were Kamal Miller's fault. Yeah. That wasn't one of them. Um, but maybe maybe that's a good point, though, to transition to let's talk a little bit about the individual performances. Um, well, so we can start with Kamal Miller. And, and I again, I want to say he has been superb for us over the last, you know, really for most of the season, but especially over, since Messi came. He's been really spectacular. He was unbelievably exhausted. And a step behind tonight, he was not mentally, you know, he wasn't really all the way crisp and paying attention. And I could count, you know, off the top of my head in the second half, how many passes he gave away when it was just him by himself, when there was no players around him. No pressure gave, at, at no all. Pressure, just, no, no pressure. No pressure. No accuracy on those passes. But he, he passed it slow and into areas where Atlanta intercepted it. And, you know, it could have been eight goals they scored if, if you know, it really came down to it, where they, him and Aviles gave the ball up and with no pressure on them, just made really bad decisions. And, you know, he was, he was, they were both, they both played really poorly. They I really think, yeah. did. I think, I think what adds insult to injury is the fact that the lot, there was so much space between the, the back line and the midfield line for Inter Miami. And you had, 
Atlanta pressuring that back line or, or sometimes not even pressure, but just making them put positioning themselves between both lines. Yeah. And the fact that there was no room for error with those bad passes, because the moment that pass would get intercepted, it's just, you're already against usually just the two center backs because either yeah. Noah, Noah Allen and Yedlin were really high up. So yeah. it was just basically their forwards against our two center backs or their wingers against our center backs, which we know their center backs were a lot slower than their wingers. They were getting killed every time on that counter. Yeah. So yeah. you cannot be not be or you have to be very accurate with those passes. And that was just something that plagued us all night, all game. With yeah. Aviles and Miller. And I, I, to what you were saying before, I, I don't know. It, it wasn't just one guy there was just so many people that are so many players that were off their game i think tonight. uh i think kramoski had his worst game this yeah. season from minute one he didn't seem to be putting an effort to the degree that everyone else was i mean his first 10 i agree with this comment also but yeah. for the first you know 10 to 15 minutes uh i think i saw at least 10 no not 10 that's an exaggeration at least three or four times where Kamraski had the ball and either immediately was overpowered, gave it away, or didn't chase it. And maybe that's partially because, you know, Gomez is hurt and he didn't feel for this particular game. And it's it's human. It's human to feel that you don't have as much of a pressure of fighting for that spot for that individual game. You're just coming off the high of playing for the U.S. men's national team, et cetera. But for an 18-year-old, uh, I saw really no effort and energy and I was – I was disappointed in his performance. I really was. Uh, he stepped it up a little bit as the game went on, but from minute one, he the, there was there's such a small margin of error for this team going into the play, you know, for this playoff push. And when you don't have your some of your best players playing, everyone should have the mentality to give a hundred percent. And while, like I said, I don't think everyone ran at a hundred percent or things like that, which I can understand a little bit. He didn't. He didn't put in the effort. Every, you know, other players were putting in the effort. I did not see the effort out of him, and it it was disappointing. I think some of the frustration was also showing, um, especially because of his age, because he's so, so such a yeah. young player and he's still learning very much. He's so yeah. talented, but there's just there's just something that comes with repetition and with getting games under your belt. And after that, goal right, he's only that, eighteen. He's yeah, only eighteen. Exactly. I mean, I'm and not going to kill him for it, but no, yeah. of course. And after that goal, that should have been disallowed in my opinion i think your opinion and then we get scored on three times in eight minutes i think that that's something that for an experienced player might even though i you know i i feel like the team didn't do it as a whole but i felt like that kind of got to him as well i i don't think his game got any better i didn't think he was able to settle down uh, mm -hmm. to be and his playmaking just wasn't there were used to him playing really great passes the passes weren't necessarily there to your point uh a moment ago the even f uh the physicality i don't think was there he was getting overpowered by everybody by everybody and for simple passes when they were yeah. still in their own half of the field where he really just needed yeah. to do a crisp one touch and he he wasn't doing it he was letting the ball be taken from his feet yeah, but everybody everybody was doing that as well. I, I mean, Arroyo was doing the same thing. Kamal was doing the same thing. There were players that were just holding on to the ball way too long and, and missing key passes. There's just the, the ball was sticking too much. We're used to Inter Miami having a, a really good buildup, touching nice one-two passes, and, and there was just was not a lot of creativity. There was not a lot of 
um, a verticality. It was all just from one side to the next, and there was nothing really coming out of it. And it was just a, a weird night overall. Um, but yeah, so I think that, you know, we go into the second half, we're down 3 1. Uh, I don't know what that that tells the team there. It, I mean, other than settle down, get in your you know, get out of your heads because they were all in, in their heads. Yeah, it, that was a you could tell they were very frustrated. Uh, but then they come out. Cabana scores off of a penalty. I know that the penalty there's you know they were it was an iffy penalty. They're saying that the hand was maybe already going towards the body. It wasn't, but. You know, with all the bad calls against Inter Miami, by the way, yeah, yeah, like he made so. himself bigger and he used two parts. Of, I mean, yeah, I, but yeah. Uh, but then he yeah. scored that goal, and then it seems like there's a chance we're down three two. Why did so, their goal get a yellow card for holding he, the ball? Can you explain get, that to me? Because isn't that a rule? Yeah. yeah, well, he shouldn't be holding onto the ball that long. And on top of that, it wasn't just that one moment that he was holding onto the ball. After that. I guess he was trying to, you know, be, uh, I guess, mess with uh, or get in their heads, whatever. But he was taking so long to kick the ball. He was so taking so long to yeah. adjust the ball. To, and usually you see yellow cards in those moments, whether it was with the, like you said, whether it was him just holding on to the ball after the goal, which should have been a yellow, whether it was him just taking a million years to kick the ball, that should have been another yellow. So I don't know. I, I It's just really bad refereeing on the referee, oh, yeah, I was, I was just about to bring that up. I think that the referee, I really agree with this point that we just saw the comment by Nitrack, and I'm about to talk about that. But the referee swallowed his whistle and his cards practically the whole entire game. I mean, and I think Atlanta could probably make the same cases for a few calls that they didn't get. But I'll tell you what. There were so many times that Inter-Miami players were knocked down when they were moving forward and they weren't called. And few of them were deserved. I mean, you obviously, you know, people dive and things like that. But like Farias, I could I counted, especially in the second half, three times when he was approaching the final third that I think he was clearly fouled, fell and the and the referee did nothing he swallowed his whistle he again didn't use the monitor he didn't make decisions for himself it felt like he made he wasn't making any decisions I mean sometimes we we complain about referees over refereeing like I don't know if you saw any of the Tottenham game this morning but it was like 11 yellow cards for literally nothing over refereeing this was under refereeing and to a point where you know let the boys play but there are rules, there are reasons, there are structures, things like that. And yeah, I think the referee really dropped the ball. Um, the he lost control of the game. He lost, lost control, complete control, especially, of the, especially in, the, in the second half. After yeah. that whole, like you said, after after him not showing that yellow and letting the players get into it, because that's that's something that and the he let them, has he to let do. Them, he, didn't do, he didn't blow the whistle for like three or four minutes when they were no. all fighting back and forth. No. You know, if you, want to give, if you want to give the goalie a second to, you know, you're saying, oh, they didn't give him a second to get the ball out of his own net. Fine, quote unquote. But after 10 seconds, he has to let go of the ball. And and it's, you know, it's our, it's time to restart the game. That's the point. Uh, he let that, he let the fighting and the back and forth and the goalie walking all the way to the halfway line for over yeah. 90 seconds to two minutes, killing momentum and doing basically the opposite of what the point of the the resume play is. So uh, with that being said, I mean, you know, refereeing is a part of the game and those things happen. I think the VAR things were unexcusable that they weren't checked to the highest level. That's the point of VAR. However, 
they could have both gone against Miami and that could have just been how the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about not having Jordi Alba because we know we know the impact of not having Lionel Messi. We know what that is like. Uh, but we saw last week that the team prevailed, had a great game plan, great energy, and were able to get the three points at home. Why was today so drastically different? Um, I want your opinion on it, but I think, you know, we definitely need to discuss the Alba of it all. Yeah, so I think it was different because last game you didn't have Messi, but you had two vets in each one of your lines. And then you had a really good forward, or at least the forwards did their job and your wings did their job with Farias and Campana. But your other two lines had vets that were able to, to they're, it's almost like having coaches within each line. Yeah. And being able to look, you know, look at your look at Jordi Alba, your defense, yeah, it's, and and he's gonna tell you where to be, what to do. Um, he's gonna give you confidence, just knowing that you have that veteran presence. Same thing in the midfield line, seeing Busquets. So when you don't have Messi, you've got those two guys. Here you had one less guy. You know, I think overall everybody had a bad game, but the defense you could tell was lacking the leadership of Alba. They were out of place a lot of times. Noah Allen, I've talked very well about Noah Allen. I I I, I really like like him a lot, but I felt like he was out of place. He was totally of outmatched, right? Yeah, yeah. And and Alba obviously would have made a world of a difference there. Uh, Miller and Aviles, other than being inaccurate, they just seemed lost at times. Sometimes they would try to be a part of the offense when that moment in time. They shouldn't because there was so much danger for a counterattack, knowing that if you lose the ball in that moment, you're, you know, there's nobody behind you and you're going to get the highest scoring team in the MLS, right? Exactly. So I think that those are things that Alba would have noticed and Alba would have talked to them and tell guys, hey, you know, um, adjust your, adjust the line. You're, you're too high up and need you to come back down. You look at it, make sure you pay attention to this guy, to that guy. And th- that's the type of leadership that we were 100% missing in this game. Um, and that we we had last game, and that that kind of compensated as much as you can, because you you can't really go 100% compensate for not having Messi. But mm-hmm. that kind of helps when you've got two of those guys this time. This time we didn't, and it was obvious that Alba was very much missed in this game. Yeah, I wish that Yedlin and Kamal Miller, who are both seasoned veterans, took a little bit more of a, a leadership role and and were a little bit more effort leading. Even if they were both tired, you didn't. I didn't hear. I didn't hear them commanding the back line. I didn't hear the motivation or the excitement. I saw a lot of stopped running. And I just, I expect a little bit more from that, that leadership group. Uh, But, you know, one thing I do also want to talk about is, is Tata Martina and his choice, not only of the starting lineup, but his subs when the subs were made and overall the, the tactical decisions. I, this is really probably the first time since, the messy takeover that I I was really unimpressed with a lot of Tata's decision making. Uh, I thought Joseph Martinez should have gone in way earlier. At for, least. for Campana, you would have or, no no yeah. for Robert Taylor. I don't think yeah. it should have been Stefanelli. I think it should have been Joseph in the 70th minute. I think at halftime Benjamin Kramaski should have been pulled because that's a learning lesson that when you're 18 years old and you don't put in effort and you don't have a great starting half. You get substituted and you don't yeah, get I agree. playing. I think it could it should have been Ruiz who got to substitute in at the 45 minute, maybe even 55 minute mark. Yeah. I think Kristoff should have come in for one of the center backs also in the 70th or 80th minute. 
And it's, I, you know, guys, you guys know how I feel about Robbie Robinson. Honestly, I, I, I appreciate his effort and his, you know, ability to try and create. However, for this game, him and really Stefanelli, they didn't, you know, they, they didn't belong in the game. Those weren't the substitutions I think that needed to be made. I don't think Robert Taylor should have started uh, because he had to go to and from Finland and played a lot and he's been tired, but I understand that he maybe was looked at as the best available for that position in terms of skills. So, but yeah, the changes were not made fast enough. You know, once we got that goal to make it three, two in the, what was it? 55th minute or something like that from fifth, to 80th minute or 75th minute for those 20 minutes we made no changes and we desperately needed to we needed to make the changes and I understand you know you see we get the quick goal in the second half okay momentum's going but then the momentum falls and those are the times you have to make the changes and they didn't I think the defense needed to be changed much earlier I think like I said Kramashki who I think is brilliant and has done such a good job he's so young he has done so well in everything he's done really for this team but you 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 start a night where you don't have effort and you don't you're not playing your best ball and you're not mentally 100% there that's when you have a seasoned coach like Tata Martino say we're going to take you off at halftime. These are the things to improve upon. We go back on the horse on Wednesday, in my opinion. And so those those were just a couple of instances where I felt that the changes were too little, too late. And it was honestly a disservice to Joseph Martinez, who I know we have all been critical of, but it was a disservice to him in this game that he didn't get to come in earlier to try and help when we had a chance to get back in the game and to tie things up. He deserved his chance to come back and get his moment. But, you know, 4-2 or 5-2 and then him coming in doesn't really do anything in the 83rd minute. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
Yeah, I, I agree with you that the I think that that's something that will all that'll always be a discussion, especially in games like this, because I've had this discussion about the other teams that I follow with the substitutions coming in too late, and it's something we'll, we'll never understand with uh, with some coaches. But I, I agree with you. Joseph should have definitely come in earlier. I think that you know Taylor. It could have been, as you said, maybe the fact that he was tired, but he did look out of place on that right wing. I think the most success he's had is on the left wing. But again, sometimes you just play the best player. Right. And, and that's, that position that's why is, that one didn't really bother me as much. Yeah. Yeah. But Joseph definitely would, it would have been nice because Campana and Joseph wouldn't have clashed, no. which would have been good because Campana would have still been able to be that threat in the box and Campana actually, and Joseph would have been a bit of a threat in the box, but we would have helped a lot in the playmaking that we were missing. Um, and Atlanta and, would have been playing him more because they didn't they wouldn't have wanted him to score in Atlanta. You know, it's sometimes yeah. it's simple as that. They wouldn't have wanted him to score. He knows the team very well. He deserved more than eight minutes to be able to try and break down the team and, and get his team an advantage. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And he, he's got the skills to be able to, I think, open up that match a bit more, especially with his ability to open up spaces for others. Because he is going to have eyes on him. It's going to be an additional threat because I, I feel like the defense for Atlanta had it easy because again Taylor wasn't much of a threat. Yeah. So once you put in once you put in Joseph in there, then you've got someone that has to have more of uh, I guess the defense's attention from Atlanta, yeah. and that would have helped out for that would have helped Farias, that would have helped Campana. Um, but at the end of the day, it, 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 I think it happened a little too late, as you said. And then the defense definitely definitely needed uh, some sort of change. Uh, you and me were, were talking a bit but before about, you know, Kristoff going in for Miller. You were saying Miller was tired. And I thought it was, it was as far as just him being gassed, it made sense to put in Kristoff for, for Miller. But I was just having an issue, like, trying to figure out, like, if there was a way for you to do that and maybe switch, I don't know, maybe put Avilis to play more on the, like, a, a right back or left back and putting Noah in, in the center or something just because of the fact that the center backs were getting killed, absolutely killed, and I was afraid that Kristoff would get killed too. But luckily that that didn't really that didn't really happen. And the, but, the, goal, the last goal and the goal before were given away because the defenders made tired passes, which is why they had to be switched. One of them had to be switched. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's a shame. But these things happen, like I said in the beginning of the show, I think that this game, as of probably Tuesday or Wednesday, they were not planning on putting in Alba and Messi. And they were saying, we may lose this game, but we're not risking yeah. injuring our team or or putting things in, in dire straits. I wish they didn't play Busquets for that reason, too, because Busquets um, didn't really have a chance to make, you know, stamp his feet onto this game, which he normally does in almost every game he plays because he was timid. And I think like everyone else, he didn't want to get hurt. And so, but maybe let's talk a little bit though about some bright spots. And I have two. One is that Facundo Farias is a stunning player. He's a stunning yeah. player. He really is. And I, we should really enjoy him for the 12 months we have him because he's going straight to a top five league team yeah. next year Pepe, thank then, you for those super chats sorry to interrupt thank oh, yeah. you for the, the super chats uh we have uh two from pepe we we appreciate thank that you, and we've we've also got a super chat 
uh, from George says, we want Messi. And believe me, we do too. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we do too. But that, that is a bright spot. And then Campana is playing like a striker who has earned a starting spot and who just got a contract extension. He's playing great football. He's going to continue to play it. I love what I'm seeing after him. He's playing with the utmost confidence. He's finishing when he gets the opportunity to, and that's, that's what you want to, that's what you want to see. So those are two bright spots for me. And hopefully we can continue to take advantage of those. Yeah. There the were in that, that midst of uh, just complete, uh, I think, chaos for us and just a, a tough game. There were some bright spots. I would have Campana definitely a bright spot. I think that he is the future for Inter Miami. Inter Miami obviously knows that since they extended his contract. Uh, I think it was through like 2027 or something like that. Right. So he's definitely the striker of the future for Inter Inter Miami and he just continues to score. That's a uh, two games in a row with uh two goals each. So that's really nice. We got Farias that is great penalty uh, too. Yeah, yeah, no, no, beautiful, beautiful. And then we've got Farias that, uh, as you said, is just somebody that, man, what a difference maker in the game. The speed that he has is unmatched. He plays with, like, grid. So and, 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 yeah, he's smart. He's That's the crazy part. He's, he, the attack is amazing. He's able to, to to create plays for others as well. So he's a playmaker. Um, I've just, uh, I, I just think that, because you've alluded to this before, let's, Let's enjoy him while we have him. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be wanted by a lot of other teams pretty soon. But yeah, Farios was definitely a bright spot. Um, who else? I, I, I mean, anybody else? Is I it was a shame because I think Noah Allen actually, for the most part, did pretty well defensively, like for one on ones and things like that. He he made a lot of good stops. He was way too timid offensively, which is, you know, a shame. But yeah, what other bright spots? I mean, it was it was a tough game. It really was. I, but I guess the bright spot is that no major injury happened, knock on wood. And what probably the what the team, what the coaches, even though they would never say it, with the front office, they they probably chalk this one up as a loss and or as a we're not risking it all for this game. And so yeah. in the overall scheme of things a bright spot is that Farias and Campana got more minutes to continue to excel and you know hopefully we're gonna have a fully fit squad for our for our match on Wednesday yeah Pepe with the other super chats uh he's got an Taylor's opinion on, yeah he's got an, op an opinion on Taylor I so agree, um but yeah I, think, I would say yeah, he didn't have the best game today I, I yeah not he's I mean he's, yeah but he's had he's had great games for us ever since Messi arrived. He really stepped up his game as as many other players have. So um, it's tough to I, I think point out the or point this loss on one person no. when you just had the entire team or the majority of the team underperform. So, but yeah, he didn't have he didn't have the best game. Um, what does it say? Uh, do you think we might need? We don't have a Glenn, but maybe it's me, Gian. I think but, it's Gian. Or do what does it say? Uh, do you think we might need you said to get George more? instead of Jorge? They wanted to Americanize your name too. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that fit better. That have experience playing with Messi from Europe because I think there's a limit with Joseph and and Campana. 
Um, I think it'd be hilarious if your name was Glenn. I'm sorry, I can't get over that. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, well, I, I guess maybe we can both talk to this. I, I think that there, you know, there's been talk of bringing forwards from from Europe. The Hazard has been a name that has been mentioned before. Suarez, that's currently playing in Brazil, has been a name that's mentioned before. I think that for Campana, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think Campana is gonna be gonna be replaced as again mentioned they just signed him uh yeah. to an extended contract so he's not going anywhere now joseph now that's a different story because he is a forward that earns a lot of money they've invested a lot into him so i think that there he needs to basically show from now till when his contract is over i think through the winter that he's worth well, I don't think they're going to spend that money, but that he's worth keeping around. And then he'd have to restructure or figure something out with his with his salary, with his contract. But, man, Messi attracts stars. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's somebody else in the works for that forward position. I don't have any – I haven't seen any reporting of anybody specifically getting there really close to it. But, again, we just heard some names, Squad is and Hazard. And and I think the the nearest one is Griezmann. Griezmann. Yeah. Griezmann. That that would be amazing to have Griezmann here, and he's made it known. I think that he wants to play at some point in his career, whether it's more immediately or whether it's later in the future. But I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, so I agree that Campana is not going anywhere. He's not going to be replaced. I would be really surprised if Joseph Martinez is a part of Inter Miami for the next season, mm-hmm. and that is again, it's not really as much that it's a huge knock on Joseph because it's really not, you know, he, especially in the beginning of the season, I think he scored goals when he needed to uh, not all the time. He didn't play maybe to his full potential, but he was still coming back from a really bad ACL injury. And so, yeah, but they're not going to pay for him and he's going to yeah. get money somewhere else. And like, good for him. He should get money somewhere. You know what I mean? I God bless you. If you can get money somewhere else, if you want to get that money, you should, they're not going to pay for him and they shouldn't, they could for his salary, get two complimentary players instead I think you, you with Farias and with Stefanelli and with Robert Taylor and with Messi and we'll see with Robbie Robinson but those are those are I think enough attacking prowesses that maybe I mean if you can get Antoine Griezmann if you can get Suarez great but if you can't you don't need to spend a lot of money on someone who is going to underperform or who is really at the twilight of their career. I think those are two, you know, Griezmann and Suarez are examples of players that, yes, they are still playing at a very high level, even as they're getting older, especially Suarez. Suarez can looks like the energizer bunny until he's going to be like 50 years old. But <laughs> yeah, I think that they're going to continue to invest in 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 the younger players coming through and when you see Fadias who like we said unless something crazy happens in 12 to 18 months is going to be playing for a top side in Europe you're going to see other young really talented attacking players wanting to come to Inter Miami to get that same trajectory so I don't see any huge big players for a ton of money coming in unless it's any of those yeah so so what you mentioned earlier I think you know, we were trying to find bright spots, I think, within the game. And although it was a loss, again, you know injuries, but moving forward, I think, and in, in, I think that one of the reasons why Messi didn't play is obviously he came out of that game uh, a few minutes early 
against Ecuador, something that doesn't typically happen. We were afraid that he was injured. It's been said that he was not injured. He's just fatigue it is something that they're controlling. Then he, he traveled to Bolivia. He didn't play against Bolivia. And I feel like they saw that and, and they're like, at least Inter Miami saw that and was like, you know what? We've got a ton of games coming up. We've got seven, I think seven or eight games within the next 35 days. Let's take advantage and just prolong this one, this 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 stint of rest for Messi, and and especially taking into consideration that it was a field that is artificial grass. So I, I don't think it was specifically just because it's artificial grass he's not playing. I think it was that was Multiple one of the, one yeah one of the factors that said let's he's he's dealing with fatigue, and on top of that it's a turf field. Let's prolong that rest because by the time he plays against Toronto it's going to be almost two weeks since his last game yeah and so that's a great amount of rest for him and taking that into consideration I think they're planning on probably playing him the rest of the way out they know that this is a they they're basically maybe, preparing him for the playoff push maybe unless it's like depending on where they are when they're away at Charlotte I could see a situation where he doesn't play that game it depending on you know where we are because I don't, I just don't think, I think that they all don't think it's worth it for him to play. No, nah, you definitely, yeah, you definitely don't risk him. Uh, if and you, so, you take him to the point that you are already right, right, right. In But the for every other game, right. Unless there's, you know, an injury or something else and unsubstantiated circumstances, he's going to play every game and probably almost every minute of every game for the rest of the season. I think what we just witnessed is the biggest break he probably wants to have or, you know, would normally have. I think they're really going to try and get that final win next Wednesday. I think that's a priority for the club. And yeah, that's that's my thinking. Is uh, it'll be okay. The first four, the first five MLS results that we needed, or four that we needed, you know, for this beginning of the push, we got four wins and a one loss and one tie. Right. So yeah, coming into this game again, we don't. We, we don't have a lot of points to give up. We're in a very precarious situation in order to make the playoff push. However, if there was a game to risk it, it was it was this one. To risk to risk not winning, I mean. It was this one. And and the ball, I think, is still for it's still a lot in our court or you know, on our pitch, however you want to say it. Uh yeah. for the for for the most part, you know. So it, overall, a positive is that. Maybe even though I wasn't happy with the effort or, you know, the individual performances, this was a game where you had a lot of fatigue and probably a lot of players and coaches really not wanting to push the envelope. Yeah, I, I agree. But all in all, it's it's a loss. There's still, um, I think, what is it, seven? Maybe seven games? I think uh, eight. Maybe seven or eight, yeah. Seven or eight still in this playoff push right now let's see how we ended the night. only six points right because new york and red bulls tied maybe we're seven now yeah let's see we have we have right now we have 28 still and uh, let's see dc united has 34 but did they play yet they're yet to play i believe right no no they played so dc united still has 34 points um, and then between us and DC United in the playoff push, we've got Chicago with 32 points. We've got Charlotte with 31. We still have to play Charlotte. New York City with 31. I believe we still have to play New York City. 
And then we've got the New York Red Bulls with 30. So we're still in the playoff push. We're There's still very much alive. Points, the six points. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're you're going to lose, right? Like if you're going to lose in this push and if you're going to try and be maybe tactically smart about the next three, uh, you know, two months or month and a half of potential playing and you lose, you don't, you don't get any big injury. You don't play your big money maker, your big money players, and you don't change your six points away from the push. Like you don't fall farther behind. That's probably about as positive as a game plan and, you know, strategic result as, as they could want. If you're going to lose, you lose in this way. You don't fall further back in the table. You're still six points within the playoffs. You still have a game in hand and you didn't injure your big three. Yeah. And just to keep everything into perspective, we've, you know, at some point we had to lose a game. Right. And, and we, we, we went 12 unbeaten. This is the first time we lose and we lose without Messi. So, and Alba. And, and Alba, correct. So, and uh, away. So I think that keeping all of that into perspective, I wouldn't say as a Messi fan, as an Inter Miami fan, or the fan of the game, don't don't panic. This is yeah. The season's not over tonight. Yeah, the season is not over. The MLS push is very much alive, and that's how that's what happens. I mean, we've seen some of the best teams in the world sometimes just not show up. And while it is difficult to watch, while it it does feel like a letdown sometimes. That's just part of soccer. That's part of football. It just it just happens to the best the best of teams. So hopefully they'll show up uh, next game. Next game. Let's see when's next game gonna be. That would be Wednesday when we're hosting Toronto FC, who are last in the division. Okay. Yeah. So against Toronto, Wednesday. must win. I'm declaring it. No. Yeah. It's it's definitely a must win. Must win and can't lose, as I they say on um another sport. Yeah, we're playing the. You're playing the last team in the division and at home. It doesn't get any more uh, must win than that, especially in this playoff push that we're at. So um, let's see. I mean, is there anything else that sticks out about this game? I think it was just, uh, I guess, maybe just to sum up. It was a uh, a tough game, uh, um, a game where very uh, imprecise game from our uh, from our defense sloppy just tired, sl lack of effort. Slop i mean yeah let's just write down all of the adjectives the yeah let me cook tonight you know what i'm saying <laughs> is, and i i feel like for the most part i'm pretty not a, I, i'm not objective i'm subjective i want inner miami to always win but i try not to let the you know emotions or be too hard or too easy because it's been such an amazing jump that this team has made and everything that we've wanted to happen for the most part has and so these these slip-ups happen and so what do i wish there was more effort yeah but am yeah. i like you said a few minutes ago am i happy that we you know all of those other factors worked out in our favor tonight you know the two teams in front of us drew so they didn't change the uh pecking order in terms of our ability to get into the playoffs for those six games no big injuries you know knock on wood so that's good and two of those goals you know could have been right you know could have been back and forth I think we still like I said we still would have lost I think we were outplayed but it wasn't like it was 8-0 and yeah. everyone played so bad and we're this helpless team there was there's a lot of outside factors that you know, the team probably will feel a little bit hard done by by some of it. And that's good, in my opinion, that, you know, keeps people motivated and pushes forward. So 
so that that's sort of my I you know these last 48 minutes have actually kind of been therapy because I was so mad in the first five minutes and now I'm kind of like oh we're still only six points behind yeah so yeah no, I agree like you you leave you leave watching that game like so heated and so emotional because you want to see your team win and you see them because I think that one thing is seeing your team lose but with effort right and and giving it their all and you're like dang like all right you lost it sucks but at the same time i'm proud of my team and then when we saw this and it was just a complete opposite of of i'm i I hate sometimes judging efforts all the time but just it just was so sloppy maybe also mental mental effort i feel like there was fatigue and again like i said kamal miller has been outstanding a lot of players have been outstanding for us but they they had a lapse tonight and and it happens but there's yeah, but, you gotta have a bird's eye you, view. You talk we talk we talk this out, we let our feelings out. I know and then we come we come back down and we're like, again, it's one loss. First time we've lost since Messi got here. And it's all right, it's one game. We got more games left and we're still close to the to the to the, the playoffs. So I think I feel better. Uh, yeah, right no, now. me too. I've said as much as I could possibly say, honestly. Yeah, I feel yeah. better too. Yeah, treble is still on, by the way. So that's that is is the good news. But yeah, I mean, I think we can probably wrap it up here. Gian, did you have any last thoughts before we we go? Um, not. I I think that again, this is a team that is new. It's a new team, so it's just something to remind ourselves. This is a team that's still experimenting, still trying to find its identity that's got a bunch of new players. I think half of the team is different than it was when when we started this. And just because we've seen such quick success does this does not mean this is a fully gelled built team that has, you know, has come with uh, with a lot of time underneath their belt playing together. So it's just something to remind ourselves this kind of this this loss kind of brought us back down to earth and, and reminded us of that today that this is that this is a very much uh, these are humans. They're not all superheroes because that's kind of what we've seen them throughout the, this 12 game stretch of not losing. So it was just a reminder that, again, we're this is still a learning process. It's still a gelling process. And I think that um, I think this is good that this happened right now. I was just going to say better than it's happening really now than the yeah. first week of October yeah. when you're yeah. only like three points out and you have messy yeah. play 90 minutes. You don't yeah, want exactly. To you don't want to get, I think that you don't want to see your first ad, like a sense of adversity when you're in the middle of the playoffs and, and, and that's when things are harder. And right now you've seen the, you've gotten the adversity. You've had a, a terrible game. You're going to be able to sit back, watch film, figure it out, figure out what you have to fix. And I think this just makes you better. And what a good time to face adversity when you've still got the ability to fix it and make the playoffs. So I guess I'll just end with that. I I think it was a tough game, but it's something that we needed to happen. And now moving forward, we'll be a better, we'll be a better team for it. And I'm sure that when Messi comes back, he'll, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't doubt that he'll watch. I feel like he probably watched the game and he'll come back and he'll talk with that. Then he'll talk with the players and, and they'll debrief and they'll be much better for this. It's, it's a learning experience. It's, it's, it's not how you fall, but how you get up. And I think that that's what this is going to come out of this with this team. I think that's a perfect way to end it. Yep. Yep. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and, uh, and tonight guys, we just want to thank all of you for joining us. 
Um, Thank you for letting me cook. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley just uh, let it all out. And we weren't sure how many of you there were going to be because this was a, you know, usually we come here with better news and, and with better results. But it was nice that you guys, uh, you all on a night where it maybe wasn't the prettiest game and it was a tough loss to take. You guys are still here with us and, and talking with us. So uh, make sure you guys subscribe to Five Reasons YouTube channel so you can uh, get all of the alerts when our videos come out, when our lives come out. Remember, we do live pre-games. We do uh, not live pre-games. We do pre-games for you. We do live post-games. Uh, sometimes we even do post-games with fans in the background. It's really fun. And then we've also got the podcast that comes out on a weekly basis, sometimes multiple podcasts, English and Spanish. So make sure you guys go to Messi and Co., on our Twitter, and you can see all of the links right there for our podcast. You can even just check it out directly on Apple or wherever you get your your uh, podcast from, whether it's Spotify, and just type in Messi and Co, and you'll see it right there. Uh, so with that, thank you guys. We appreciate all of you, and we'll catch you all on the next one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.